Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other didn't make it into the previous show. In our last episode, A Death Less Ordinary, we heard the beguiling and tragic tale of Gunther Stoll from Anshausen in Western Germany, who died in 1984 in very unusual circumstances. Many wild theories sprung up in the absence of a satisfactory explanation for Stoll's death, including one that suggested he may have been selling industry secrets to the East German government after falling on hard times and had been murdered in retaliation. If so, he may have been better off dedicating his time to finding one of the countless number of treasures looted by members of the German army and Third Reich officials during the Second World War that were rumoured to still be languishing in various attics, basements and some more unusual and inaccessible places throughout the country. In fact, only a short drive away from Stoll's own town of Anshausen lay just one such treasure trove of priceless artefacts and artworks said to be worth billions of today's euros. Back in April 1945, a group of American troops, whose story would go on to inspire the 2014 film Monuments Men, located the stash in the depths of an old copper mine known as Heine Stollen in Siegen, just under five miles west of Anshausen. Among the pieces said to have been found there were the relics, which is to say bones of the ancient King Charlemagne, as well as an original Beethoven manuscript paintings by Flemish artist Peter Paul Rubens, among hundreds of other equally valuable items. But that was far from all that was found. In a salt mine in Merkers, in central Germany, gold worth 2 billion euros in today's money had been stashed by officials of the Third Reich alongside 400 tonnes of art, either stolen from individuals or taken from the Berlin State Museums, and there were mines outside of Germany too, mines in countries annexed by Hitler's Third Reich, like the Altausied salt mine in Austria, where troops found 6,577 paintings, 137 sculptures, and 484 crates of other art, as well as furniture, weapons, coins, and a wealth of books, including some from Hitler's own so-called Führer's Library. And so began the belief that these were not the only ones of their kind, that more hidden so-called Nazi treasure existed, if only one had the tenacity and persistence to find it. It's 1947. Lower Silesia, formerly in Germany, but by then in southwest Poland, has been cleared of almost 2 million German nationals by the Soviet Union's Red Army. To fill the vacated towns and empty houses, the new Polish government have relocated hundreds of thousands of their citizens whose homes had been destroyed by the German military. Many of the new inhabitants would become treasure hunters, digging in the gardens and lifting floorboards to find silks and jewels, watches and furs, porcelain and ammunition, 
all hidden and buried by the fleeing former German residents. One Herbert Closer, a German military officer, was injured falling from his horse and left for dead by his fellow officers who fled off without him. He was swiftly captured and interrogated by the Polish secret police. Closer had been a high-level police official in Wrocław, the historical capital city of the Lower Silesia region. He confirmed much of what was already suspected. Millions, if not billions, of German marks worth of valuables had been hidden across the region. Locals believed that nearby 13th-century Kazakh castle was in fact a secret headquarters of Adolf Hitler. There were rumours too of something called Project Risa, taken from the German word for giant. This since turned out to comprise a system of tunnels and bunkers, most of them still inaccessible today, buried 50 metres under the ground, located somewhere in the Al Mountains in Lower Silesia. Many believe the tunnels were deliberately sealed off by the German army toward the end of the war. The actual purpose of whatever Project Risa may have been has never been ascertained, but a scattering of collapsed cave entrances, railroad tracks leading to abandoned construction sites and woodland ventilation shafts gave credence to the idea that the German army were working on something out there. Locals also spoke of hearing loud blasts underground from about 1943 onwards. If Herbert Closer and his compatriots had been looking for somewhere to hide valuables, tunnels built under the Al Mountains would have been the ideal location. Out of this story and others like it, came the local legend that a treasure-filled train laden with more than 330 tons of gold, jewels, weapons and artistic masterpieces left what was then the town of Breslau, now Wrocław, but never made it to its intended destination. Instead, the train is rumoured to have entered the Project Risa site somewhere near Keswick Castle, one of few living sources of the great gold train legend is retired miner Tadeusz Slovakowski, now 84, who claimed to have first heard of the train from a German man in the 1970s. I have lived with this mystery for 40 years, but each time I went to the authorities, they always silenced it, he once told the Associated Press. For over 70 years, People have scoured the Al Mountains for any sign of the train. Some say to no avail. Others are not so sure. It's August 2015. Peter Kopper from Poland and Andreas Richter from Germany have secretly opened negotiations with the Polish government they're asking for a 10% finder's fee before going any further because they believe they have found the missing gold train. Using radar technology to penetrate the ground, Copper and Richter, co-owners of a mine exploration company, believe their images show several carriages buried 9 metres underground 
in a site inside the Owl Mountains. This information is swiftly leaked and a media circus ensues. Thousands of Polish nationals and tourists alike flock to the site, igniting a very singular type of gold rush along a two and a half mile stretch of Polish rail track. The Polish deputy culture minister at the time was excited. He believed that the radar images confirmed with 99% probability that a train of 100 meters in length had been found despite skepticism from historians and local governing authorities who believed that surely, if there was treasure to be found, it would have been found by now, either by the Red Army who invaded subsequently, or by any one of the later searches that were conducted in the region. But Copper and Richter remained undeterred, and so did the tourists and treasure hunters who poured into the area, armed with shovels and metal detectors, repeatedly asking each other, have you found it, as they went. By late September 2015, the Polish military had begun work in earnest, clearing trees and searching for booby traps, mines or anything else that may indicate that something really was hidden in the designated area. On 15th of August 2016, a year after their first negotiations, Copper and Richter began digging, accompanied by a team of 64 people, including volunteers, engineers, geologists, chemists, archaeologists, and specialists in military demolitions. After seven days, however, Copper and Richter came up empty-handed. There was no train. The radar images thought to have been the train were revealed to be nothing but natural ice formations. Papers that had once celebrated Peter Copper and Andreas Richter's search now reported on their venture as a hopeless and eccentric fool's errand. Articles debunking their theories were published and the gold train was relegated once more to urban legend. Despite their failure, Copper and Richter were undeterred. Rather than accept the finding, they decided that they merely had to dig deeper and expand their net wider. In June 2017, the men oversaw a second excavation of the area, discovering seven human-made cavities in the process. A further dig to investigate these was scheduled for the summer of 2018, but with financial support beginning to dry up, their efforts soon began to wane. In August 2018, Andreas Richter left the project. He remains convinced, nonetheless, that the train does exist somewhere out there. Peter Copper carried on alone for a short time until January 2019, when he made a somewhat different but wholly welcome discovery. While helping to renovate a palace in the village of Struga, not far from the suspected train site, he discovered a series of large and priceless 16th century wall paintings hidden behind the plaster. The discovery of the 24 paintings in total is now considered possibly the most valuable of its kind in Lower Silesia. 
Perhaps he might one day find the mythical gold train too. This episode was written by Ella McLeod. Unexplained is an AV Club Productions podcast created by Richard McLean Smith. All other elements of the podcast, including the music, are also produced by Richard McLean Smith. Unexplained the book and audiobook, featuring stories that have never before been featured on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Waterstones, among other bookstores. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast.